and a very warm welcome to our penultimate Zav Chat for 2023 Term 1. We've had some wonderful guests today. We're just going to have a chat ourselves. Principal Bill and School Captain Nick are in the starting stalls and ready to go. One last reminder from me, if you love our Zav Chat, as we're hearing a lot of people are, which is great, then uh, please follow us on Spotify and uh, tell your friends. How are you, School Captain? I'm great, Heels. Firstly today, Mr. Doherty, a few golden moments that you've got for us. Two for the week, Nick. Uh, the first one, pretty special actually, um, received an email uh, early this week uh, from uh, a teacher who was passing on uh, a comment from a series of conversations and some parent input, but it actually harks back to what a Zaverian is all about and APS swimming. So he, I'll just read it because this is absolute gold. On Tuesday night, Three year 11 boys were catching the tram home after attending the APS swimming and diving finals night. They missed their tram and decided to start walking to the next stop when they saw a homeless woman having a seizure. The students stopped, one called an ambulance and followed the instructions of the call operator. Another took his blazer off and used it to support the woman's head as a pillow. During this time, a number of people walked past ignoring the situation. This didn't deter our students. Despite it being 11.30pm, they stayed with the woman for about 10 minutes until the ambulance arrived and they could hand over to the paramedics. So, you know, we speak about men for others who make a difference. Here are three Year 11 lads, uh, not even on their mind, uh, who just respond and th that is what we're about. So that's by far and away my golden moment of the week, Nick. Uh, but the other great one was actually last night, uh, listening to yourself and uh, three of your good mates, Michael, Tom and Robbie, uh, members of the college consult and the prefects speak to the board. We've got um, Cormac and Pat over uh, in Perth rowing, but uh, the four of you, it was brilliant um, being able to you know, have a conversation with board members and they lapped it up. So maybe I might throw to you and, uh, you know, what were some of the, the great stuff that you talked about? Yeah, no, it was great to go to the board meeting and meet everyone there. Uh, great opportunity for the four of us. Uh, me specifically, I sort of touched on the start to the year and how good it's been in my opinion I touched on three words that I would act, uh, I would use to summate the start to the year and that would be unified joyous and inspired I think certainly everyone the whole student body has really applied themselves had a crack at everything um, and just come to sc school every day with a great enthusiasm um, and just gotten around one another which is I mean all that you can ask for because for me I reckon that when you come to Xavier each day and you have that genuine love for the school and you actually want to be here, it makes the experience so much more rich and um, so much better because you're with your mates every day having a great time. You can't this, is, uh, this is my fourth year working inside the school rather than being on the board where you're looking from the outside, and I'd have to agree. I know COVID interrupted, but uh, the energy this year has been palpable. So, you know, as the school leader, from me anyway, well done. Yeah, well, I think the day that actually sort of set that tone was the 10th of February, 2023. And on that day, James Power did his voluntary mass. And it was just an astounding uh, reflection by James. Um, and the chapel was overflowing with students. And the thing that I love about these voluntary masses is that everyone has this shared love for the person that's speaking. But for someone in the chapel, that might be their best friend that's speaking. But it, for a little year nine, it, it could be their, just a random stranger, really but they have that love, that shared love for this person that's speaking and opening his heart up to everyone in the chapel. I think it, um, it's a really special time and it really got the year off, really uh, got the year started off beautifully for Fantastic us. Fantastic summary, yeah. yeah.
Um, but anyway, so we touched on that during the board meeting and we also touched a bit on the, what the prefect body this year is trying to achieve. So we sort of have about five guidelines as a prefect body, our goals and reminders for the year, which are to maintain persistency, that our actions speak louder than words, no passengers throughout the entirety of the year. We want to set an example and standard to foster a safe environment for all. And we want to never leave a Zavra on the deck. So those are some mantras that we're sort of trying to live by as a prefect group and hopefully set the basis for a successful year for us. And Nick, you also threw out another mantra that um, has obviously captured a bit of your heart. You mentioned it in your first address in the Great Hall and you mentioned it again last night. It's drawn from Legacy, a book by James Kerr about the All Blacks and um, a winning mentality the business of life. Uh, and it's this notion of sweep the sheds. Uh, speak to us a little bit more about what you get out of that. Well, yeah, I love the notion of sweeping the sheds. Uh, it's a really nice mantra that uh, there's a sign up in the Hawkins room that says sweep the sheds. It's sort of been adopted by the school a bit this year, which um, I'm very pleased about. But for me, it's about humility, respect and pride, all uh, basic Jesuit pillars that are entrenched in our traditions. And I think it's about that how no one is too good, too special, too cool to do simple everyday tasks. So whether it be picking up uh, your big end that you've had from the tuck shop um, at lunchtime or whether it be pushing your chairs in after class, just doing the little basics every day makes such a massive difference. And I think if we can do that, it certainly contributes to creating the Xavier environment that we want to create. Um, but Mr. Doherty, what do you reckon about the Sweet the Sheds mantra? What's your take on it? Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan of that book as well, I've got to admit, Nick. Um, I've got a few things out of it. Legacy for me is a really interesting one. So being part of something in a bigger than yourself, you know, we live in a society that sometimes is all about ourselves. Uh, and I think it's got a real you know, residence for ourselves as a college, but where we need to be. Um, so for me, the, you know, the focus isn't on us, on what it will be our legacy. You know, the focus is on action uh, and contribution. So how, what are we doing to make this place better because we're here? And the, uh, the Maoris in particular and the All Blacks have sort of picked up on that real sense of ancestor and a sense of ritual. And I think ritual is such an important um, part of our lives and part of story and a narrative and it's a little bit, uh, I think, missing in the world at times. So here's a, a little bit of a challenge for, for families out there. The question is, you know, what are your rituals? Um, boys in particular, we know, you know, they love structure. They love consistency. They love to know where the, um, when the boundary lines are. And they can really handle it when the whistle gets blown and they cross the line. Uh, but ritual is one of these things that I think that connect people to a, to a really core purpose. So, yeah, the, the question for a family maybe is, you know, what, what are your rituals? What are your structures? What are the things that really hang your family together? Is it that you go off to the footy together? Is it that you, you know, you always sit down for a meal together or it's on Sunday night, there's a special meal or whatever it might be. Where are the rituals? Because that helps to, you know, give rhythm, give momentum. And Nick, you were speaking about that, you know, this year. It, it, the year has had rhythm, it's had momentum, it's had purpose, a lot of pride in what's been accomplished. So it's been a really great start. One of the other things, though, is... Um, this great notion of, you know, the strength of the wolf is the pack and the strength of the pack is the wolf. You know, your mm. thoughts, Skipper, on that one? Yeah, I think that almost summates the start to the year for Xavier because I think we've certainly tried to bring this energy to the school where everyone is involved, everyone's included, and we've tried to create these events where everyone feels welcomed, included, safe, and can have a fun time with their mates. And I think that we've We've done that pretty well so far this year because um, if you look at the Red and Black Army, um, the, the engagement with that's been astounding and everyone's having a great time. There's this amazing photo which I love. It's Matty Juricic, who's one of the cheer captains. He's front and centre. He's 
massive smile on his face, double thumbs up. And then in the background, there's all these smiling faces, laughing, having a great time. And those are the the kind of experiences that we're trying to create for everyone. Yeah, I think that was brought together even last Friday morning when everyone got together outside the chapel and there was the blessing of the boats had gone on inside. Just the energy was quite incredible. I mean, is there a ritual at your place? I know at my place, Thursday night, sacrosanct. Everyone's at our place. I've got two boys who came to Xavier, a bit older now, and a daughter. And Thursday night, just forget it. Everyone's at our place. That's a ritual we've got. Is anything like that at yours or yours, Bill? Uh, I would say going to the footy certainly a ritual. Last uh, two Friday nights ago, Collingwood Geelong, the whole family went to that one. And I've got older siblings, so it can be a bit hectic sometimes because everyone's always quite busy um, doing different things. But I would also say Sunday nights, usually everyone's around um, and we have everyone everyone at home for dinner. Um, which is really nice, yeah. And Bill, you've got a boy and a girl, and we do, and we're uh, we're sort of dags as a family. We uh, COVID was brilliant, so the table tennis table was the absolute highlight. I think it got us all through COVID. There was lots of laughter, and uh, you know, just fun competitiveness, uh, and that sort of keeps going. We we love a board game, and we'll often just gather around a bit a bit of backgammon or something as daggy as snakes and ladders or a few great card <laughs> games. Uh, and it just, you have conversation over that. And we always have this thing called specialness. So if anyone ever had something that was really a bit over and above, you know, happened their day, we uh, we sort of call out specialness um, whenever it might, might occur. So it's good stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Rituals in families, rituals in schools. It's, a, it's actually a great topic. It certainly is. What do you think about uh, school board and selection? I know you've got a few thoughts on this. What are you thinking? Glad you asked, Nick. Uh, so two two things, and it actually comes for me again out of that book of legacy. Um, it's interesting. Uh, they talk a lot about preparation and and responding to pressure. And so I'm conscious, you know, it's a dreary day outside. We're almost feeling winter coming in. Um, but the school board mentality for me goes a long way beyond just simply sport. So often we just focus on the result, but we don't focus on the actual task that we need to execute that's going to take us to the result. So often you see, you know, teams just looking at the scoreboard and hoping their numbers more than the, you know, the the opposition and yet not doing the fundamental things that will build up the points to get them beyond their opposition. So I think there's a great one there of just executing the little simple one percenters that, you know, build towards something great. And, you know, if you end up at the, when the whistle blows, if you end up, uh, you know, ahead on the scoreboard, Okay, that's terrific. If you're behind, terrific. But you know that you've also then given your best and you've done everything you possibly could to have you know, been proud of whatever the outcome was. The other one in terms of selection, Nick, I think is an interesting one. And it comes a little bit, I think, to that, the, the wolf pack is, um, you know, is our individuals bigger than the team? I, I don't think they are. And I just conscious as we start to move again into, you know, a winter sports sort of season, et cetera, and there's a variety of selections, you know, do you get selected or do you get dropped? I'm a big believer that, you know, it's a right and an honour. Is it a right or is it an honour to be able to sort of play in any particular side? Uh, is it an expectation or um, is it a, actually a, a piece of gratitude that you're able to you know, participate in that particular team? So for me, you know, I, I argue passionately that players don't get dropped, they get selected. You get selected for a game. You don't get selected for a season. No one's ever come along and said, I'm selecting you for an entire season. Uh, you know, you go game to game 
and for a particular game, and it goes again back to the legacy thing of leave the jersey in a better place than you found it. So if, you, if you're lucky enough that the coach has come along and said, hey, today I'd like you to play in this particular team, and if it's the first or the A's or the F's, it doesn't really matter. You've been selected in that particular side. You've got to get beyond whatever disappointment or relation or whatever and make sure you're measured and thoughtful. It's all then about the red and black and making the best contribution you could to the colours, to the mates that you play with, etc. So I think it would be worth you know a bit of a consideration from probably many about what actually is our whole purpose around sport. And again, it moves from the from the from the I to the we to all about us to all about team to the wolf pack, which to me is synonymous with Xavier. So let's um, let's think as we go into the season that you know you might be lucky enough to be selected in something that you really wanted, and you might not. But that's been a consideration given to the whole, uh, to how all the teams and all the players need to be able to situate themselves for this particular week. It might be a huge team from someone or other, and we need light, nimble players. You know, it might be going to be wet, and so it's this style of play that's required. So, um, yeah, I think you get selected, you don't get dropped. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, Bill, and I, I tend to agree with you. I coach the uh, footy, uh, the year 10 A's, and some of the best interactions I've had in the dozen years or so I've been doing it has been when I've talked to boys about whether they are going to play uh, in the A's that they're probably all striving to do uh, or, or the B's. And sometimes the reactions just floor me in terms of how mature boys are and how they, by year 10 anyway, have begun to pick up those things uh, that you're talking about. Pretty impressive, I must say, just about, you know, the whole time. I never had to drop you, Nick, so uh, we're not talking dropped, but you're a great A's player. And it reminded me of uh, when you said, or Bill said, scoreboard. We have a little thing in the 10 A's where if I say scoreboard, Everyone has to sprint to the scoreboard and the year 10s, uh, well, they take to it and they do it and they're, they're fantastically enthusiastic. It was very funny when Mr. Doherty said scoreboard, Hills and I just looked at each other <laughs> and we both exactly knew what it meant because when Hills said scoreboard, everyone in the team knew to sprint straight to that scoreboard. And I'm going to pick up on that one, Nick, and I saw that look and I've gone, wow, what on earth's happening here? <laughs> and that's ritual. That's a great example of a ritual that everyone gets and everyone buys into, and you guys knew it instantly as soon as I said the words. Now, I've got my eye on the clock. Have I got time for one more question, Producer Michael? I think I can squeeze one in. Look, um, we're at nearly at the end of Term 1. I just thought a uh, pretty obvious question, but uh, be interested in your answer. I've got something in my head. What's your highlight of Term 1? We're just about at the end. Does something just jump into your mind? Yeah, I've already mentioned it so far in this episode, but James Powers' voluntary mass, that's my highlight. Um, very special time. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have two, Shane. A highlight for me last night was actually listening to f- four of our leaders talk to the board about four dimensions of Xavier life with passion, with knowledge, with care. It was just phenomenal. And these were the stories that came out, and Nick mentioned that last night with a few other things. So... Um, you know, our our life is lived here really fully by our boys. Uh, the other one for me probably was the world's greatest shave, and not because uh, my hair is looking a bit more ordinary, but because just the number of um, boys who participated in it, and it's often been maybe a little bit senior centric at times, but watching Jack and the whole team push it right through the whole school community, 
everyone got around people. Again, it was just a little taste of what life at Xavier is really about. I think mine as an overview is the way the new students have knitted. I think uh, just watching it from the outside just looks to have been very seamless and fantastic. And I'd go to a voluntary mass for a specific one, and it's not the obvious one. Henry McCormack got up and spoke about having been a bit of a lad, and I know Henry pretty well. And to get up with that courage to say that and then see his maturity and development was pretty amazing. So uh, a quick around the grounds, Nick, and uh, we're done for our penultimate episode. Yep. So quickly to go around the grounds, next week is a big one for all the students. It's called Activities Week. So the year nines, they're doing a business and entrepreneurship activity with Siena College all week. So a massive group project there. Year tens are on camp, which is always good fun. The year 11s have got Social Awareness Week, which is always um, a great week where you can certainly learn lots. And the year 12s, we've got a year 12 house retreat, uh, a careers expo and a wellbeing day. So it promises to be uh, a great week next week and certainly uh, one with no classes. So just to get to know your peers a bit better and just have a good time away from the classroom, which I reckon isn't a bad thing at all. Um, on Thursday night, uh, we've got the Xavier and Jen combined trivia night. So all the year 11s and 12s uh, who want to participate are getting together to have a trivia night uh, and all the funds raised go to the uh, Syrian earthquake crisis. So should be a great night uh, on Thursday. Um, and on year 10 dancing, the conclusion of that is tomorrow night. So hopefully all our year 10s have enjoyed that and they've had a great time um, with the Genizano students there and learned a few dancing skills. Um, and one of the really special things I reckon there, Nick, which I couldn't believe in my first year, but I think is one of the, the pieces of gold, is the parents are there and it just normalises, you know, a, a really lovely social experience. But, you know, we can do these things together as a whole family unit. So having parents there and the girls from Genizano and, and our boys looking sharp, but, um, but participating together in it is brilliant. Yeah, certainly is. And also, Mr. Doherty, this Friday the 31st is the Jazz in the Rig, which is a massive night for all in the music department, all the parents, all the students, also the teachers. There's a staff band, I believe. Um, there's heaps of jazz bands performing, so it promises to be a great night. Um, and just lastly, a few weeks ago, there was the Jesuit Mission Golf Day, which is where a group of old Zavs, they've gotten together and they've made this golf day. Um, and over the last 19 years, they've raised something like $750,000. Um, so it sort of goes through that old Zav community, how um, it's an indication of how life after Xavier, we can still all serve and continue what, to do what we've learnt throughout our time at Xavier. So I think it's pretty cool. And uh, of course, when you mentioned Jesuit mission, you know, around the corner is the Maytime Fair. And we'll talk about that perhaps in one of our early episodes of Term 2. So a wonderful uh, chat today with Nick and uh, Bill. We'll finish here. We're back with Father Chris and one of the team next Wednesday. But please follow us on Spotify. See you next week.